0: So here's your host, David Thomas. Hello everybody, David here, and welcome to this episode of Ask the Estate Agent Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for joining me here and for all your questions, feedback, and comments. Remember, this podcast is here to help you, guide you, um, get you to where you need to be on the property market. So whatever you're doing, whether you're buying, selling, renting, investing please do reach out to us with the questions, the concerns, the things that you're not sure about, and we will make sure that we get an answer for you. So that's what we're here for, is to help you on your journey. So in today's episode, we've had lots of questions, particularly with landlords and the rental market. With all the legislation changes and things, there's always questions coming in about what they should be doing and how they should be doing things on the rental market. So what I want to cover today is just nine top tips... To being a good landlord. Now, landlords are getting hammered left, right, and centre at the moment. Lots of legislation changes, lots of things going on. And that is because there is a portion of the rental market, a portion of landlords that aren't doing things properly. You often hear the term rogue landlords, but they are genuinely a minority. The vast majority of landlords are. Really good at what they do. They're very professional. They understand all the legislation and they provide great quality housing for people that want or need to rent. So, what I want to do here is cover some of those top tips that those great landlords do really, really well. So that even if you're new to it or you're thinking of becoming a landlord, please bear these things in mind. Please put them in place from the beginning and then you're well on your way to being an excellent landlord. So, this guide will keep you on the right side of the law and it'll make sure that you're really giving the best quality service to your tenant. So as we all know, there's an ever-growing labyrinth of do's and don'ts in the private rented sector. So if you're a landlord or you're considering becoming one, it's important to stay on top of all the legal obligations. So to help you get started, here are the nine top tips. Number one, find out if you need a landlord license. Now, first things first, check with your local council to see if you need a landlord licence to rent out your particular property in that area. Legislation was introduced in 2006 and some areas have implemented selective licensing to clamp down even further on rogue landlords. So this is very area-specific. It was right down to local councils that they could impose different levels of licensing. So depending on your property and where it is, The first check should be with your local council with their licensing as to whether you require anything like a HMO license or selective licensing. Number two then is stay on top of tenant checks. Now that means rigorously referencing new tenants to make sure that they are all reliable. This includes checking their credit eligibility, getting references from their previous landlords and ensuring they have the right to lawfully live and rent in the UK you risk a a substantial fine or even a jail sentence if you fail to carry out right to rent checks in England under the Immigration Act 2014. However, just to bear in mind, this may change as a right to rent has been challenged in the High Court at the moment as a breach of human rights. So watch this space at the moment, but to remain fully compliant and make sure that your tenant has the right to reside in the UK, you must carry out those right-to-rent cheques. So be aware of that. Make sure you do them as per the legislation. Number three, protect your tenant's deposits. Now, you must protect tenant's deposits safely in a government-accredited scheme within 30 days of receiving it. And once you've done that, you'll need to give your tenant the deposit protection certificate and the prescribed information for whichever scheme you have decided. Now, you've got a choice of three schemes. The first is the Deposit Protection Service, the DPS. The second is My Deposits or the Tenancy Deposit Scheme, TDS. And since the 1st of June 2019, when the tenant fee bill landed, the amount of deposit you can take from a tenant is capped at five weeks rent or six weeks if the rental costs are more than 50000 a year. Number four then, provide a valid EPC certificate, Energy Performance Certificate. So make sure your property is up to scratch in terms of its energy performance and hand a copy of the Energy Performance Certificate to your tenant. As of April 1st, 2018, your property must be rated at least E in the EPC. And if you're rumbled arranging a new letting without ensuring your property is up to this standard, you may be fined. In addition, since April the 6th, 2018, you risk being banned from managing your property. That would mean your local council would take control of your property and collect the rent. But you would still be liable for the mortgage and any other costs such as maintenance. Number five then, do your safety checks. The health and safety and well-being of your tenant has got to be the number one priority. You should not be renting property unless you are going to make sure it is a safe and habitable place to live for your tenants. So when it comes to safety, you're legally required to have things like all gas appliances in the property checked, and this is by a gas safe registered engineer every year, and provide tenants with the gas safety certificate within 28 days of the annual check. But that's not all. Fire alarms should be fitted on every floor of the property from the start, and carbon monoxide detectors must be in any room where solid fuels such as wood or charcoal is used. Test both alarms on the first day of the tenancy, and you must make sure that your rental property in England is fit for human habitation. If you fail to comply with standards set out in the Housing, Health and Safety Rating System, your tenants can now take legal action against you. Number six draw up a tenancy agreement bizarrely it's not a legal requirement but getting a tenancy agreement drawn up and signed by both you and your tenants is essentially crucial make sure it's an assured short hold tenancy agreement as that's the type of contracts that renting rules and legislation applies to in the UK number 7 then carry out regular inspections with your tenants permission It's a good idea to regularly check the state of the property, but you're legally forbidden from entering without the tenant's permission. It's best practice to give your tenants 24 to 48 hours written notice, and this should be stipulated in your tenancy agreement. The other reason for regular inspections as well is it's a great opportunity for you to build your rapport with your tenant, to build the relationship and make sure that you're on top of maintenance. So You're spotting things ahead of time. You're catching anything that could uh, become a more costly issue later down the line. So I I really sort of hate the fact that inspections kind of have this persona of that you're checking up on your tenant. It's not about that at all. In reality, there is an element of checking that your tenant is looking after the place, keeping it clean, you know, living in a a decent way that's going to look after the property. But the actual basis of inspections is to inspect the property, the facilities, the supplies, the actual fabric that you've provided as accommodation from the maintenance angle and checking that it's still safe and that everything is working for the tenant. And, and that is a more of a helpful thing to be doing than it just being seen as checking up on your tenant. So I do genuinely think inspections should be a mutually beneficial thing to do As regularly as required and as a landlord and a tenant working together it just makes sure that the property is completely kept in the best possible state. Number eight then is get the right insurance. A good insurance policy will cover loss of rent, damage, legal expenses and liability. So remember that the most standard building insurers do not provide the protection you need as a landlord so it's worth hunting around for specialist landlord cover And if you don't tell your buildings insurer that you're renting out your property, you risk invalidating your policy. So make sure you update your insurance to cover the fact that you're renting it. Number nine, then, is get the property rental ready. Now, think about who your target tenant is and make sure the property is ready for them. If you're offering the property as a furnished home, make sure it's modern decor with the wide appeal. And above all, it must be clean, tidy and safe. So... Think about everything that you would want as a tenant moving into the property, how you'd want it presented, how you'd want it ready for moving, and just make sure all that's done before the tenancy starts. So hopefully that helps. It covers nine of the key essential tips there to being a good landlord and covers you from a legislation perspective as well. Things like the deposit and the new Tenant Fee Act. So make sure as a just a foundation base that you cover those nine things off and you won't go far wrong so I hope this helps any of you landlords out there and anybody that's thinking of doing it and by all means please come back to me with any questions comments things that you might want me to cover in future episodes or anything that you have as feedback on this episode really do appreciate all your comments and feedback so reach out to us you can get through to us on our website astestateagent.co.uk or on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, you can um, catch us there on social media. So thanks again for listening. Thanks again for your time. I Hope it really helps you out there as you're navigating the market. And until next time, it's goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast.